0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign
1: up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. BDW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast. Your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. where Eagle! go, where do you go? hey before we get going let's give a quick shout out to our partners here at auburn live and the auburn live show first of all southeastern great bar in downtown auburn fantastic two-story building beautiful place a great lounge upstairs tons of tvs outdoor seating area some finger foods and stuff like that as well awesome location in downtown auburn go visit southeastern great game day experience a weekend experience um, just go check them out. Southeastern on Magnolia, other partner, the Irritable Bow restaurant, also on Magnolia, on the other side uh, of the street in downtown downtown Auburn down down Magnolia. Go check them out. Really good Chinese bow uh, food, uh, sh- shrimp shrimp rolls and, and steak steak and, and, and chicken uh, skewers and um, rice bowls and just a bunch of bunch of good stuff, man. If you've never had Chinese bow. It's really, really good. Shout out to our friend Whitley Dykes. Um, They get you in and out really quickly. So if you ever see a line, don't worry, it moves quickly. Go check out the Irritable Bow restaurant, downtown Auburn, and uh, tell them Auburn Live sent you. All right, let's go. All right, everybody, welcome into another Auburn Live show. Appreciate everybody joining us on this Friday morning. We normally do the Modcast on Saturdays, but because of the early kick time between Auburn and Arkansas, we thought we'd get it in a day early. Uh, so you have time to to listen to our thoughts on Auburn and Arkansas um, as Auburn gets prepared for number seventeen Arkansas. Uh, appreciate everybody joining us. I'm Justin from AuburnLive.com, and with me, as always, on the Modcast, partners in crime, Jeffrey Lee and Cole Pinkson. What's up, guys?
1: How about you, Hope?
0: How about making you? it, making it, um, man? Busy week for recruiting. Busy week. Oh, that, yeah. that weekend, that weekend kind of carried over. A lot of lot of things going on. Y'all been
2: y'all been getting after it. Yep, there's a little bit of momentum building right now with with Auburn recruiting, and that and they needed it. It's, it's coming at the right time. Um, all right, let's talk about this Auburn Arkansas game, uh,
0: and then we'll get into a little bit recruiting on the on the back end. Um, number 17 Arkansas, we kind of know what they're about, right? Like physical team, defensive line, offensive line. Although they've gotten gashed mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks, but granted, that's two teams that can that can really gash you. I wouldn't call Auburn. I uh, wouldn't put Auburn in their, in the category of those two offenses, especially being able to run the ball. So, um, but they but they've been gashed a little bit lately, uh, and they can run the ball. Big offensive line runs the ball. You know, ran the ball for like three hundred something yards against Ole Miss. Eleven a.m. CBS. Um, what's what's kind of the initial take on this game? I I will be honest with you. I'm not optimistic. I, I think it's uh, it's a quick turnaround. I mean, an early game in Fayetteville. Uh, you're coming off that Georgia game. You've got an Arkansas team that's played, it's lost two in a row. That's going to be hungry, motivated. A game they just lost by a point. Uh, you know, Arkansas hadn't played a home game in weeks, so that crowd's going to be probably pretty, pretty excited. Um, but who knows? I mean, if Auburn can get the running game going, I think it could be a, a back and forth type of game. Um, but J- Jeffrey, what are what are your just sort of initial thoughts going into this thing? And Auburn's chances of winning six in a row. They've won five in a row against Arkansas. Jeffrey, you remember, like, go back to, like, late 90s, like, 98, 90, like, through maybe 06, 07. Man, Arkansas had Auburn's number.
1: Oh, um, Houston, night. yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely had Auburn's number for a bunch of years, and it slowly kind of tilted a little bit more even, and then Auburn's won five in a row now and actually scored 30 points against Arkansas in, like, eight straight games. Um even, even with some of those losses. So what, what's kind of your impressions on on this thing going into, going into Fayetteville? It's a chilly morning.
1: Yeah, 65. man, I'll tell you, you know, I hate to say this is a must win for Auburn because it's really not. I mean, all of them are must wins or whatnot. But this is one of the games where you're either going to finish, you know, you're looking at seven and five, six and six, or eight and four at this point. And I feel like this is a team Auburn can beat. I know it's a, a, a way I'm looking at the line. I think the last time I saw it was three and a half, four, maybe like that Arkansas favored by, of course, we all know every, every, all the home team gets a field goal to start the game. So they're expecting a really close game. And what I want to see and something I haven't seen. And I don't know that I've seen it all year, to be honest with you, but I want to see tank Bixby have a damn game. Golly. I mean, and this is the defense that they can have it against. They need to have a break. And I, I think what Harson preached on it with the offensive line, all week, but this is a game that Auburn needs to run for 300 yards um, and and just control the football. Have a damn game with Tank and Jarquez. Of course, we've seen Jarquez have games. We haven't seen Tank from last year. We haven't seen uh, the, the true freshman Tank. And uh, this was a, a prime game for him to have a you know a coming out for this season, a sophomore coming out. We we we've seen him slumping so far. I mean, you know. In in tank standards. What well, he hasn't rushed for over 100 – or hasn't rushed for more than 100 and since, shit, Georgia State.
0: Yeah, uh, Penn, Penn State, three straight games. Penn State, the, last, the, last, the last two games he hasn't even hit 30 yards.
1: Woo! That's unacceptable.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, he needs to get back in his groove. And, and I hope Auburn feeds it to him. I know they're going to get Jarquez's touches and deservedly so. And he probably do what he's been doing with them. But – I really want to see Tank Bigsby rush for over 100 yards. I um, And I want to see Auburn. This is going to be a close game, if that's what is expected. This is one that Auburn needs to find a way to win. I really think they need to find a way to win this ball game.
0: How do you see it, Cole? I was, I was reading some of your five questions on AuburnLive.com. Uh, what, what are some of the things that you're looking out for? Obviously, Auburn's ability to run is one, but what are some of the – Factors here in this thing?
2: Uh, Well, number one, uh, Kendall Bryles, offensive coordinator for Arkansas, who is the son of Art Bryles, who, of course, we remember was, you know, had that awesome offense at Baylor with RG3 and and that whole crew. Uh, This is his son, and he's really good, just like his dad at calling plays. Um, I you look at Arkansas' offense, and coming into the year, you wouldn't think that they were going to be all that sporty, but right now they're in the top 25 in total offense in the country. Uh, and that's because Briles knows how to use his personnel. He's got K.J. Jefferson, who is a runner, and he's a tough runner. He's not just a speed guy. He's a guy that can run between the tackles, and, and you know, that's important because – it gives you an extra blocker when you can run between the tackles. You got a running back that can help, and uh, you know he's a powerful guy. So that's that's going to be a test. And then you uh, they have four running backs that they rotate just like Georgia does. And we saw against Georgia that Auburn started the game pretty well. They went into halftime. You you look at the way the defense performed against the run. And you're like, okay, that you know that's not bad. Uh, you can live with that. Actually, it was better than that. I think they handled the run pretty well the first half, and then you know Georgia d- did what they always do and they they yeah. pound. Well, Arkansas can do the same thing. That's what they do. They they have four running backs that are all really good. Uh, they have different types of running backs. They have your power guys. They got speed guys. I think that AJ Green guy runs like a ten-three one hundred meter or something like that. Something crazy. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, same kind of matchup that Georgia – the difference is – maybe the difference is because Georgia's pretty solid everywhere. But um, as far as passing goes, Arkansas is one of the most efficient passing teams in the country. They're not going to light it up in the numbers, but uh, K.J. Jefferson number 17 in the country with quarterback ratings because he completes a lot of his passes and people are open a lot. So yeah, that doesn't match up well with Auburn's secondary having so many struggles right now. And that's the main thing I'm watching. Uh, I think the ground game on offense will get back going with with Tank, Hunter. And I I, I throw Shivers in that mix, too, because he's, you know, he, he looked a little bit better last week. I think he's healthy. He can help in the pass game and the run game. So. Uh, that's the main thing. Auburn getting back on, I think they'll be able to do that. And then on the other side, I'm not very confident in the secondary against this passing team right now. Mm. All right,
0: well, that's just great, Cole. <laughs> thanks for bringing thanks for bringing the sunshine and the optimism to the, to the podcast today. Yeah. You, uh, who
1: is fapping right now?
0: <laughs> oh, sorry, I was tapping <laughs> this. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> crazy you pick that up. I was doing that. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's what it was, Justin. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> that's when you, that's when you go, uh,
0: huh?
2: I was making you nervous, huh?
0: Oh man, nah, I'm sitting here thinking, what the hell? Um, oh. so here, Cole, I agree with you. Here's what I'm hoping is the difference is that um, Georgia's defense and Arkansas's defense are 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 two different animals, and so I think for Auburn, what, what you hope is. Yeah, Arkansas is going to run the ball and going to go play action, similar to what Georgia did. And you're right. Um, if you look at Arkansas's passing numbers, the, 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 the bigger the play, the, the, the more they have. Like I think they're top 15 in the country in 40-plus yard passes, and then it kind of goes down 30-plus, down to 10-plus, they're way down. So when they take their shot, they, they take their shot. And that is definitely – if I'm Auburn, I mean, if they're, they're watching the tape and look at some of the plays that Auburn's given up, um, you're, you're concerned about that. And Arkansas, is going to get their rushing yards. Ricochet was it? R- R- Rocket? I mean, Rocket, uh, Rocket Sanders. Yeah, he's good. Uh, good player. I think. I think for Auburn, it's it's okay. You're not playing Georgia's defense, so hopefully you can keep your defense off. And that's what killed them against Georgia. Georgia mm-hmm. just they they shut they they make they shut down the other team so quickly that, that Georgia just runs the ball and just eventually that defense is going to be on the field so long because their offense is just not going to do much. Um, and it just – there's almost – I mean, it's just hard to, to – that's what makes Georgia such a tough uh, opponent this year. But I'm hoping that Auburn can, can have more success on offense consistently and keep their defense off the field a little bit more so that they can sustain some kind of rush defense into the third and fourth quarter. You're going to give up some yards, but just don't start getting gashed where you're getting, giving up seven or eight play drives of nothing but runs um, and it just yeah. builds up. They they need to let they need to make it where those runs don't build up and stack up on that defense. And then in the fourth quarter, they're just they're just getting you know trounced. Um, they, the offense has got to be consistent. I really could see this as a back and forth game if yeah. Auburn will play up to their capability on offense. I was trying to look back at recent games, um, and kind of I don't know that it's going to be this high scoring. But honestly, the last time Auburn lost this game was in Fayetteville. Um, if you remember, it was an overtime, 54-46 uh, in 2015. It was kind of a crazy um, wow. back-and-forth game. I think it went into probably a couple of overtimes, um, if I remember right. But I don't think it'll be that high scoring, but I could see it being 38-34. to 34. I mean, like I could. If both if both offenses kind of get going and big plays happen, you got to figure Arkansas is looking at the tape going, we're going over the top. Um, there's no doubt yeah. about that. 100%. So I could see it being a back and forth game. For Auburn, though it's catch the ball. Like Yes. At, catch the ball. And I I think my gut is that will get my gut is that they will get that fixed. My gut is that they will focus and that they're gonna have a couple games. Maybe it's this one or maybe it's AM. Like one of these games, maybe it's all miss. One of these games, I think they're gonna come out and they're they're like not gonna drop a pass. Um, I just I don't think they're gonna keep dropping six or seven balls a game. I mean that just seems Highly on highly unlikely you would think.
2: Um, Yeah, you would think (laughs) Justin that's that's
1: that's part of my recipe for victory, man. If Auburn doesn't turn the football over and Auburn doesn't have any drops, catch the freaking ball. Like both losses this year. We've walked away from the game going, man, what would have happened if they hadn't dropped any balls like the typical college SEC top tier program would do? Like what happens if they don't have those drops? What happens if they don't do that at Penn State? What happens if they don't do that versus Georgia? Not saying it would have been the difference in the game, but damn, it would have been a different game. Don't turn the ball over. Catch the freaking ball. (laughs) Score 30 at Arkansas. And and I think if you do both of those things, if you don't turn the ball over and you catch the freaking ball, and I talked about Tank having a game and Jarquez continuing doing what I do, doing what he does, score 30 points at Arkansas. I really feel like you walk out of there a winner, and guess what? You still control your own destiny.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. That's that's what that's what worries me a little bit for Auburn's sake is that they do control their own destiny. Arkansas has two losses in the SEC. They'll be in front of their home crowd, maybe a little more loose. You know, more pressures on Auburn to try to keep that streak going. So you know, with with having so many drops and things. Adding pressure doesn't really help that. And that's what worries me. But, but yeah, I mean, I'm with you, Justin. I think, I think that, that it's just a focus thing. And that could change from week to week. I mean, it's not, it's not the, the, it's not so much a talent thing. i put it that way. I mean, they catch balls at practice. We've heard that. It can't it's, be. I
0: mean, it's catching a football. My God. I mean, if you right. can't catch a football and you're at Auburn playing receiver, it, it just, it's just, it exactly. is just a, it's just a focus thing playing. Well, and well, here and here was.
1: When I read Shiver's quote yesterday or earlier this week, I can't remember when it came out, but it was, you know, he was talking about the lack of focus. Well, my question is, well, why do you have a lack of focus? Like, why are you not focused? You have one freaking job when that ball's coming to you. What are you focused on? Oh, it's got, we got to have more focus. Well, why aren't you getting hit? Like, why hasn't there been more focus? I don't understand that. Like yeah. to me, his answer was an open door to another follow-up, which would have been, "Well, why aren't you focused?" Well, you know, we've got this, and what well, we need—that—that's to me—is the, the the issue for me.
2: Well, I have I have a theory about that, just from watching it, and and I could be wrong, but to me, it looks like they're still not comfortable with the new scheme. I mean, they're all right. Some of the guys it looks like some of the guys are running wrong routes and I'm not in, I'm not in the play call. You know, I'm not wearing a headset. I don't know what they're calling. So I can't sit here and say that they're doing it wrong, but there are times when the spacing looks weird. You know, you got guys that are still looking at the sideline when the ball snapped, uh, just little things like that, that they're not just, they're just not locked in with things. And if they're thinking too much, then they're not yeah. focused. I, I, I like it's that.
0: Certainly it's I, I, certainly that, possible.
2: That
1: to me makes sense, Cole. They're yeah. still, they're still in their head. They're still wondering if I'm four or five yards deep. Should I, you know, is my route cutting off or what? And then, oh shit, <laughs> yeah. oh off my head. Uh, so yeah, I could, I could understand that. Now you would hope that wouldn't be the case after what nine months in the program. Yeah. You've had all these cupcake games to kind of get used to this, this uh, new, new system. But yes, I, I, I'll give them that. And listen, I didn't expect perfection, but when it comes to catching the football, that's stuff that you learn in, 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 you know, flag football when you're six. Right. Uh, But that, to me, that's what I want to see. If tank, if we see the old tank, if they don't have any drops, if they don't have any turnovers, and at the end of the game, they're still losing, then, man, I'm tipping my hat to Arkansas and saying, dude, you know, Auburn did what they had to do, and they still weren't the better team. Tip your hat. Shake, shake your hand and get on the plane.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it'd be nice to walk away from, like you said, Jeffrey, it'd be nice to walk away. It'd be nice, but it, it'd be, you know, it'd be a, a, certainly a change of pace to walk away from a loss and go, well, you know, I don't know what more Auburn could have done. I mean, right. they played pretty well. They dropped passes. This time we can't point to, you know, a bunch of what ifs. Um, we can just say, you know, Arkansas made a bunch more plays or the game, or, or we could say the game plan wasn't there. Because honestly, yeah. man, the, the game plan against Georgia was not bad, I, I didn't think. I, I love it. I, I, yeah, if, you have sure. some, if you have some passes caught in that game, you're not going to run on Georgia. It's You're just not – I mean, not, you're just – you're if that's going to be – I don't know. You'd have to go get the best rushing team in America, which is probably Georgia. <laughs> but you'd have to go get somebody <laughs> like that to maybe run on Georgia. Um, but, yeah, I mean, a game plan, a couple of balls are caught. and you're, I mean, you're going to push 350-plus yards or 375 in that Absolutely. game. Absolutely. You got um, more points
2: too if you do that. Give
0: yourself a chance. Yeah. Yeah. I can't I can't fault them much. I'm curious this game, I just I want to see how they bounce back because to me, you lost against Penn State and you didn't bounce back well at all. You almost lost to Georgia State.
1: Ooh, good point.
0: And um and and with this game being at eleven a.m. in Fayetteville, I just think there's an opportunity to get out there in an early morning and in, in in some fifty five degree weather and and start slow. And I hope that doesn't happen. Um, I could just see them going out there and we, we've seen it before from a football it's an easy scenario to go to go start slow or to still be thinking about Georgia or, or whatever and so I want to see if this team comes out firing mad about the Georgia game showing what they can prove or, or are they still going man we had these chances and they come out and they have another bad half because I, I meant to go back and look but I mean, th- th- these slow starts have got to stop. I mean, Georgia State's up twenty-four, twelve at half. You're down thirteen to nothing against LSU. Um, you're down State. what seventeen to three? Yeah, you're down Penn State. Although you know they were kind of in it, but you're down seventeen-three against Georgia. Um, Shit, man, that's, who, who, that's who, got to stop.
1: Who, who has Auburn had the lead for at half this year? A D one uh, program.
0: Other than the first two, yeah, because they, I think they went up seven three on Penn State, but then, but then Penn State went up, and at one point it was I think up maybe twenty to seven or something. Yeah, uh, but but certainly Penn State had to lead a half, yeah. And you come home, you're losing at half to Georgia State, you're losing a half to LSU, you're losing at half to um, Georgia to, to Georgia. So uh, other than the first two, yeah, and that's been a huge problem, and not just losing. You're down by fourteen in the first yeah. half to Georgia. You're down by two touchdowns to Georgia State. You're down by two touchdowns to LSU. Uh, that 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 has got to stop. I don't know what is going on with that. I mean, you got a lot of players that came back from last year. Bo Nix, the offensive line, running back. There's plenty of guys on that on that team that. It's not like you got a bunch of young guys. You got guys that have played football. So these slow starts, and part of that, gosh, we may point to the secondary with some of that. I mean, it's maybe not offense. We're pointing it. I mean, look at some of the big plays they're giving up. Um, you know, maybe early in these games. Certainly LSU. Maybe it's maybe it's the defense. And we need to be pointing the finger out and saying, you guys need to stop giving up big plays in the first 25 minutes of the ball game. Like, can we get into the game before you have, you know, some of these big plays that are, that are getting your team down. Um, and we'll, we'll see if it changes in the Arkansas But that, man, that would be just imagine. And Harson talked about it. When they talked about balance, somebody asked him about getting more balanced. I think the last, um, you know, maybe four or five games they've thrown the ball like 60 more times than they've run the ball um they actually haven't rushed the ball look this up they haven't rushed the ball for 30 times in the last two games the last time that happened was 2018. um that they have not hit a 30 rush mark for 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 two straight games it's because they keep getting behind and harson was pretty simple when they asked him about balance he's like stop losing early like that's the answer to, to keeping the balance is stop getting behind um and man that seems like that would do wonders for what Brian Harson and Mike Bobo want to do on offense is to stop getting down two touchdowns and then it's Bo Nix throwing to these receivers that can't catch. Like it's just a terrible scenario. They got to figure out a way to get up seven to nothing, get up 10 to seven, you know, whatever, be tied at halftime. They got to be competitive right there on par those first, that first 30 minutes.
2: Well, it takes you out of your game plan, right? I mean, you have a game plan, but if you get behind – I mean, that's been the thing with, with the teams like Georgia and Bama in the past few years. People will get behind so fast and then they throw the book and they say, okay, we, we have to throw the ball. we got to get the end zone somehow. And they change everything they're doing. This year you've seen, you know, against Bama, Florida was down and they kept running the football, kept running the football. That's what they yep. wanted to do. They come back into the game. They climb back in. Uh I think Texas A&M was leading the whole time, but they, you know, that, that shows you Texas A&M was in front and they got to keep their game plan the entire game. They end up winning the game. So yeah, you're right. That's the biggest problem I think is, is getting down so early. Everything changes. Everything you prepared for changes.
0: I was looking up, uh, I was looking up the over/under. The over/under has been hit in this series one, two, three, four, five. six of the last seven games have gone over, um, mm-hmm. and they're, they've all been mid fifties, you know, um, in terms of the over/under. I was trying to see what the uh, what the over/under was for this game.
2: fifty Got to be above fifty-five, right? I think it's fifty-four.
0: Yeah, it's out. Most of these have been right around there. Um,
1: on Vegas Insider, yeah. it has it as 54. It oh, no. Yeah, it's 54. It opened at 50. Now it's at huh. 54.
0: Yeah, that's minus, pretty much in line four. with 54, yeah. I mean, all these – thats I mean, Kali, you go back the last 10 years, and the over-under in this game is 55, 54, 56, 54, 53, 51, 58, 56. I mean, it's like right on that number minus last year um, – and uh, at, at being being right on that number, um, yeah. But I, I agree. I think Oliver needs to just come out of this game and have a new excuse. Like Brian Harson says, his thing is, man, we got to make new mistakes. He said it earlier in the season, and now here we are, six games in, and he's saying it again. We got to make new mistakes. <laughs> uh, stop making the old ones. Show me that you moved on. Make a new one. Cool. We'll learn from that one. But but we got to stop making the same mistake we made in week one. Because if we're if we're still correct in that one. We haven't even, you know, the, the development is just it's so strung out in terms of how where Auburn's gonna be against Ole Miss, um, and things like that. You'd think going into a bye week though, Auburn can use this as an opportunity to, man, just go out there and play your ass off. You got a bye week coming. I mean, don't start yeah. slow. That's what I'd be telling them. To look like, guys, there's no reason we got a bye week next week. Like hit the ground running and bust somebody in the mouth and let's like be ready to play three overtimes if that's what it's taking. Like, let's let's get out there and, and play, man. Don't I waste think, those first 15 minutes.
1: Yeah, and, and this is a great opportunity. We're talking about Auburn's maybe hangover against Georgia, but think about Arkansas, what they went through last week. They come all the way back. They tie Ole Miss there at the end. They go for two, yeah. no, lose to Ole Miss, um, which had to be, you know, uh, mentally draining for them. They, now they've got two losses in the SEC. And then what do they have to play for? I think this is a perfect opportunity for Auburn to come out the gates in Fayetteville, get up a couple of scores. And then who knows what happens if you, if you can get them down. Uh, but yeah, so I, I think it's a perfect opportunity for Auburn to go on the road, get a win and, uh, and really change the trajectory of this season from potentially six and six, seven and five to potentially eight and four. Um, uh, I still don't think Auburn's going to have the firepower to get past Texas A&M, Alabama, but uh, the other the other games to me are all all winnable. I, I think eight and four are still doable, uh, but you've got to beat Arkansas. You got to beat Ole Miss in two weeks. You've got to find ways to. Who uh, they got South Carolina, Mississippi State, yeah, all yeah. winnable games, absolutely. And if Auburn can catch the football and and stop b- blowing coverages. And giving up the beat, the 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 deep ball, who knows what can happen. But I, I really feel like eight and four is tops right now. Wouldn't we all agree on that?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you look at it, really, best case scenario. The way you were looking at the schedule to start the season, the the grinder of the schedule was having to go to Penn State, and then having to play in Baton Rouge, which you know, however LSU is playing in Baton Rouge has never been good for Auburn. or not lately. at Penn
1: State wideout game at LSU night game.
2: Yeah, and then Georgia. So Georgia home. That was your grinder on the schedule. So now, I mean, it's still going to be hard. Don't get me wrong. It's it's always hard in the SEC, but it is it is set up better right now than it was to start with. Of course, you know you didn't make it through the grinder very well. You lost two of those. But can you stop?
0: Can you stop saying is- grinder?
2: <laughs> yes. Grinders. Can we pick a
0: different? That, that's Cole's
2: favorite app. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, what's the I'm already going word? through
0: my head tomorrow. I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet this out and be like the the modcast. I'm gonna say you know the the headlines of what we talk about is Auburn, Arkansas,
2: coal and grinder. Yeah. Well, just make sure you say it three times if you tweet it out because that <laughs> would do it justice. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Clipping that, yeah, it's gonna be a clip. Grinder, uh, grinder. Yeah, just that three times. that's what i was thinking about but yeah anyway you you don't go through that very well and then now now you're looking at still a chance to control your own destiny i I just like the way it's setting up for auburn if they can if they can get a few things fixed it's you know a lot of a lot of winnable games like jeffrey said
0: especially going into uh a bye week i mean massive massive if you win that game you pull this out and then you get a bye week i mean that's a big big deal um to go into that bye week, then you got two weeks to prepare for Ole Miss, which is you know obviously a, a super high powered offense, mm. um, and and I think that's going to be a very entertaining game in in Jordan hare That's going to be a wild one, I feel like. Um, yeah. And then yeah, you got Mississippi State at home, you got South Carolina on the road. Of course, you were better than South Carolina last year. That didn't matter. That was a terrible game, but yeah, I mean every game now Arkansas. You take that out of the way, and you're you're you know, probably your toughest game left is Ole Miss. Well, A and M. A&M and Ole Miss right there. But, yeah, going into a bye week with a win would be – would be a, a big, big deal for this, uh, for this team. Absolutely. Huge. So, I'm thinking – I'm thinking, gosh, I think it could go either way. I mean, I think Auburn absolutely is capable of winning this game, you know, 31-27. I mean, it could go higher. It could be 35-31. Uh, but Arkansas's defense – they're the thing that's holding me back is Arkansas's defense is a good unit. They just if, they just gotten gashed the last two weeks playing Georgia, where 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 the offense you know did nothing, and so their defense did what every defense did, just succumb to Georgia. And then Ole Miss is Ole Miss, you know, running up and down the field. And so um, I'm not sure I'm not sure if Arkansas's got issues there, or or if they just play two good offenses. And, and and if I'm Arkansas, I'm watching the film. I'm going, all right, well we're loading up the box and we're gonna make these wideouts catch everything. Yeah. Good luck. Um, yeah, that's what I can't figure out. Can Auburn go score? They haven't been efficient or consistent enough for for me to feel good about saying Auburn's going to go score 31 or 35. I mean, they're not scoring touchdowns in the red zone. Um, they could, I just, uh, like, is it, I could see this being 35, 31. I could also see in both these defenses playing a little bit better and it being, you know, 27, 24 or 24 to, you know, 23 or something, I guess it could be. But it, I gotta think it's close. If it's if it's a blowout, then
1: it's nah,
0: one one score not game. Probably not Auburn's favor. Yeah, one,
1: one I, I score game. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, agreed. Well, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, it's gonna be interesting. Hey, before we get out of here, let's uh, talk a little bit of recruiting. Recruiting, uh, big weekend last week. If you've missed any of the coverage, go back on AuburnLive.com and read some of the recruiting insiders um, from last weekend. A lot of updates. Um, both from the weekend and stuff that's come out, right? New offers, um, new interest in some guys. Saw saw an article up about a kid Auburn's going after an LSU target, and um, you know I think Cole wrote you, you wrote about flips, trying to get different guys that are committed elsewhere, and um, just now that you've had, um, and we can start with you, Cole. Now that we now that you've had a few days to to soak in the weekend. What's what's your take on maybe the, the long term impact for this class? Like now that you've sort of seen everything that's come out of it, was it a was it as was it a big of a weekend as we thought it would be?
2: Uh I think so. I think it, it met all the expectations. Uh first of all, the turnout was huge. The turnout of the guys they expected to be there was bigger than usual. I think I think uh there were more guys there than we even mentioned just because you yes. just couldn't even I mean, there were so there was hundreds of guys there, twenty threes, twenty twos. They had guys that were important in each class. They had guys that are, you know, on the cusp of making a decision. So just so much going on there, and it was it was very impressive turnout, and the coaches were excited about it too. So they've you know they've they think that it was a big success going forward, and um, I think think probably. You know maybe sealed a few guys up there and and a chance to add a few more guys to this 2022 class you think so Jeffrey oh yeah. absolutely
1: I, th- that the momentum from that from that game from that visit and again we talked about you know it was 34 to 10 lopsided victory but man all the reviews were good you yeah. know all the reviews were positive all the interviews we talked uh, we got from guys and these were top dogs uh 2022 2023. We talked about it earlier this week. You know, um, they saw a big difference in this team than the team a year ago when, when it comes to that Georgia game. And um, just need a couple of uh, – I wouldn't say a couple, but they need some more players. I, I, to me, we talked about the game plan against Georgia. The game plan was there. this The talent wasn't. I mean, I, yeah. I feel like Auburn's got the coaching staff or at least the game plans. They just need those Jimmys and Joes like Tuberville used to say. The X's and O's were there. The Jimmys and Joes were not. Uh, that's what recruiting is for. Um mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think, you can...
2: I think a lot of guys notice that too.
1: Yeah. Right. From,
2: from us talking to them. They yeah. they understand that.
1: Uh, got a, we got a big commitment from Drew Bobo. Um, his teammate Eston Harris is going to be announcing in two weeks uh, on October the 28th. It's been the three Auburn games. Got to like Auburn's chances there. And if Auburn were to get both of those guys in before November, uh, that, that to me that's huge because offensive line is such a big need for Auburn. Uh, I'll tell you, Woody, the Florida State commitment, who I think Cole and I both like more on the defense side. He's um, a big boy. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's right? good.
2: Yeah. He is. He is.
1: He, he's not. He's not like Pat Sims, large.
2: He's more no. of a, a, a what was six two maybe. Yeah. He's probably in the six two range, about maybe two seventy five, two eighty right now.
1: Tyrone Truesdale okay. maybe. Is, is yeah. Tyrone Truesdale yeah, six two?
2: Not, not quite as thick. He, he's he's a little bit more lean. Than Truesdale would be quick
1: as shit though. I mean, he he's he, I, I I like him on defense. Yeah. Either way, you got to have the big bodies, man. Maybe
2: um, maybe Marcus Harris type. type oh body. really? Yeah, that may that may be the closest.
1: You mean like right now, or what you project him to be?
2: Um, he's sort of he's got he's got he looks like he's pretty developed, but I mean he you know he's still going to put some more weight on. I think you I think,
1: think he's going to play with his hand on the ground inside.
2: Yes. Okay.
1: Yes one or a three, something like that. Yep. Tackle, yeah. tackle, de-tackle.
2: Well, that's why I say Marcus Harris, because I think he's sort of versatile. I think he can probably, just because of his quickness, it, no matter how much size he adds, which he could get up to the 300 range, but he's the guy that can, you know, come off the ball, has a great get off. He uses his hands pretty good, so he can kind of line up anywhere, whether it's interior or maybe that five technique where Wooden's at, you yeah. know, uh, on passing down or something like that. So, yeah. I mean, he's he's a he's a valuable player for sure. Uh,
1: and, and Auburn, I think he's been to three games now. Obviously, Florida State's having a tumultuous season, yes. um, although they did go to North Carolina and get a win last week. Uh, but, I think yeah, people, yeah. uh, but I think Auburn is uh, – I think Cole and I both have written this. We, we, we would be surprised if he didn't sign with Auburn at this point. You get yes. three of those guys, local guys, local linemen, Committed all within a 25 mile range of here, uh, big time. Something that you know, on them struggled to do. Uh, yeah. so, so that would be big getting those three guys. And you've got Curtis Perry from Pike Road, was about 45 minutes up the road, Cole, towards up your way. Um, yep. you know, came to Auburn last weekend, I think was uh, uh, insistent on coming, was he not Cole?
2: He was, yeah, he was. He was wanting to get there for a game, and I think they set that one up some, you know, sometime in advance, and um, he saw it through. So that was big, yeah. And, and it had really it, good it,
1: things
0: to say. Well, no, real yeah. quick. At the time, at the time of, of us recording, <clears throat> just so people understand, um, Curtis Perry has has not released his top five. He will have released his top five by the time you're listening to this, and we fully anticipate Auburn to yeah. be in in that top five. Don't know all the schools, but we fully anticipate him. Uh, Auburn to, to be in that mix
1: yeah I would be shocked if Auburn wasn't in it for him until the very end I I think Auburn Alabama are the two main schools for him that will be in it I don't see him eliminating either one of those two um does Auburn have a legitimate shot absolutely
2: yeah
1: uh what I, too- I would I choose right now that he was gonna no I'm not ready for that at all um I uh but but I you know Nick Eason's there he's got Marcus Harris uh there's some there's some definite mutual interest fr- from Curtis Perry, uh, and now you talking about the body of a Marcus Harris, Cole. I I think you mentioned last week Curtis Perry not as thick.
2: Yeah, no, he's he's and even the frame. He's smaller than 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 I thought. Now I've watched him on film, and he looks he looks to be leaner than I was expecting. I think he was listed at 275, 280, but I think he's in the 250, 260 range, and he's playing some edge, yeah. which he's, He's so quick, and that's the thing about him, man. He's just – that's what sets him apart. And I talked about Woody's quickness, but I'd give Perry the edge on that, no pun intended, with the quickness. (laughs) Uh, He's just so quick off the ball. I mean, he's beating the tackle every time. And they're – you know, they're playing against pretty good competition there at Pike Road, 5A football. So – and he came from Park Crossing, which was a 6A school too. So, he's – you know, he's seen good competition. Um, I, I'm, I've always been impressed with him, the way he plays. And then they'll throw him in at nose guard, too, and he he's a terror there. So, yeah, uh, just a great player. Hey, he's I got not... a question.
0: Yeah. Who, who, who do you all see as Auburn's best recruiter right now on staff?
2: Jeff Schmetting. I think no. Jeff Schmetting is is, is uh, just from if what I've heard. you walked up to
0: people on the street and said, Jeff Schmetting? Coaches at Auburn, they'd be like, "Huh? Who?" they wouldn't even. They it couldn't. They wouldn't know a thing about him.
1: I'm gonna throw you a curveball, Brian Harson.
2: Ah, yes, that's a good one. I agree. Even with everybody
0: saying he's too businesslike, he's too he's too serious. He's he's, they need to loosen up,
2: dude. Y'all still hearing that? Trust me, the the right recruits like that approach. I promise you that if you don't think Saban is the business approach guy, you know, then you, I mean, that's yeah, right. He, so. <laughs> so can I
0: play devil's advocate with that?
2: Yes, sure. you're right. The only problem is Saban can
0: go, Hey, uh, our players are making about a billion dollars in contracts right now in the NFL. <laughs> so yeah. like Auburn needs that. Like you, you can be serious, but, but, you know, I guess be you, be you don't, don't, don't be anything you're not. And, and so that's the most important thing. But, uh, God needs well, just
1: you know Saban was getting those five stars back when they were losing to Louisiana Monroe on a homecoming.
2: Yeah he his was.
1: first year. <laughs> that's um, true. That's see true. see Brian Harson, he he's not a fraud, like he's not putting on this front like I'm Nick right. Saban. That's just who he is, man. And I think that was a yeah. big draw what Alan Green saw in him. Um, and I think that's what a lot of these recruits, these top recruits, dude, is Harson is just as involved. I wouldn't say just as involved, but he's very involved with the recruitments of Darius Clemens and Curtis Perry. And yes. these guys, everybody I talked to, you know, last year with the previous staff, it was, you know, T wheels, my guy, you know, I talked to him all the time. I talked to Kevin Steele too. And then, yeah, I talked to Gus Malzahn when I go on visits or whatever, no, man, they're talking to the defensive coordinator. They're talking to their position coach and they always mention Brian Harson. He is absolutely actively involved. And that makes a big deal to these kids. And, uh, so to me, big picture wise, I think he's hitting these guys, whether you know, whether it's him or not, whatever, but it's coming from his phone and whatnot. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and it means a lot. And um I, I I would really say right now the MVP is him. I think I told our national desk that guy that last week was um he's been more active than any head coach I can remember.
0: Is that because of I'm just throwing it how much of that is is him being brand new, like, is he, Yeah, you know, I guess we'll never know. We'll, well, I guess we will know as this goes on, but I'm wondering like if he's, if he's looking at this going, well, I'm going to be here, but uh, I, my staff could evolve over the next year or two until I get exactly what I want. And, you know, should I make sure and be really, really involved until I look across and I've got the, you know, because I mean, look, let's not, let's not pile on to Cornelius Williams, but he wasn't the first choice. And he, you know, are there other hires that he made that he thought worked for now but maybe you know what I'm saying like is he is he yeah. more involved because of that maybe when he gets a staff and a program in place in three years is he less hands-on we, we won't know until then I'm just curious it's just a thought I don't well
1: know. On, on the flip side of that I don't know if it's more about hey my guys might not be here but I will be I think it's more of these kids don't know who the hell I am yeah let me let me build these relationships with these kids because they don't know who I am. I'm coming from bumble Idaho. So, you know, let, let, let me have a relationship. Let me introduce myself to these kids and and, and get in more FaceTime, more uh, communications with them than, than saying, hey, I'm, uh, you know, you know, cause might not be here next year.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That makes sense. Yeah. I think he just does a good job of selling his vision because even let's just say with fans right now. Okay. How is he handling fans? Well, a, a, a good bit of the fans you know some some people are, are always going to be the same but a lot of them are going man it, you know i can't wait until he gets his players in here into his system i can't i can't wait to see what happens when he does that they're seeing good things a lot of people on our board see it that way um you know so on the recruiting side of things i think they just see him as a genuine guy he's selling his program and and they think that you know he's gonna he's gonna get it to that that place and he has the record to prove it yeah. where he's been before. So, you know, I, I think that's something that they see and in, in, in families of the recruits like it too. So just a genuine, straightforward guy. He, he's not, you know, he's not going to uh, say anything that's not true. It doesn't seem well, like. And to play the other side of that, to, 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 to take the side of Parson
0: is when, when people – when the criticism is he's too serious and they need to loosen up because we've all, we've all heard that so far. Yeah. Um, I would say – one, be who you are. And yep. two, in this day and age of TikTok and, and, and Snapchat and Twitter and like every marketing and creative way you can possibly imagine to recruit a kid is happening. Uh, maybe it's Maybe it's a change of pace for a guy to just be like, hey, we love football here. I love football. And that's going to be the most important thing. And we're going to develop you. And, and there's, no, there's no games here. We're not going to. We're not. You're not coming in to like. There's not. A, we're not putting on a show here. You're going to come in. And we're going to talk ball. We're about ball. That's what we're. You well, know, so maybe, maybe it, it. It's one of those things that comes full circle, right? Like yeah, yeah. everything goes so far one way that maybe then the guy that's just really serious, maybe maybe he becomes the guy that's that's different in this scenario.
2: True. Right, yeah. Well, don't forget. Don't forget the key word that he uses a lot is fit. Right. Uh, he's he's very, very worried about fit and he preaches fit to the, to the guys that's recruiting. You fit here at Auburn. You fit here with what we're doing. Not It's not just, hey, uh, you know, you're really good at catching the football. You're really fast. Yeah. I like and
0: that. And I want to know what that is. I want to know what that fit is because when you were talking about him getting his players in, like, that's not a talent. Auburn's got – Talented, talented kids. I mean, they're not, Yeah. maybe they're not five stars, but there's good players at Auburn. Like sure. Kirby Hudson's a talented kid. I, I wonder, I want to know more about the fit because to me, it's, to me, it's, it's it, maybe it's mental, but maybe it's, maybe it's what kind of program do you come from? I don't know. I just think there's things he's going to demand of his team and players. that that's the, that's the fit. And I don't know how you, I don't know how you predict that. I don't know how you, like recruit that exactly get that guy in i guess maybe talk to him talk to their coaches but i i I see that like i see auburn with some good players but i see them just when he talks about we we need to you know the process it's like here's how we're going to do things and you're going to be you're going to be good every day you're going to be on time you're going to watch film you're going to you're going to do what you're supposed to do every single day and that's what they're not doing so i when I'd yeah. be, I just would, I would love to have thirty minutes with Brian Harson and talk <laughs> yeah. to him about, and be like, well, I know we all want talent. Like, how do you figure out the kind of guy that's going to fit with what you, how you are? Because that dude's no, not messing around,
2: and you know. No, I, I think I think it's the little things, honestly. Guys who handle the little things well, that's that seems to be the, what he what he likes the most. The guys that are playing, you know, there's guys on the sideline that people are asking, where's this guy? Where's you know. Uh, I'm not going to call anybody out, but where is this guy? Where has he been? Guys that are talented, guys that made plays. Elijah uh, Canyon. Okay. Uh, I'll, let, I'll <laughs> let you do that. Uh, <laughs> that's one, yeah. So, why is he not playing? Well, maybe he doesn't do the little things right. I'm just I'm just speculating. I'm not saying he doesn't. I, I don't know. I'm not there at practice. but Put two and two together. Yeah. It seems like Shedrick Jackson's the guy that does the little things right, in his opinion, and that's why yeah. he's still there all the time. Even yeah. though he's not he's not the best receiver on the team, he's solid at times, but he's not the best. So you wonder why they throw it to him all the time. Well, you know he's trying to build a program off of guys that buy in, and he's probably one of them.
0: Um, all right, real quick before we go, basketball recruiting, Jarris Walker, Jeffrey, where are we at? That's I think that's where all all eyes are on right now.
1: Chill out. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, it, it's nothing's yeah. happening anytime soon. He's going on another visit to Houston. Yeah, People pl- people close to him will, will will tell you the same, man. This, this is a marathon, dude. Chill out. He's not going to commit in the next week. He's not going to tip his hand. He's not going to name a leader. He's not yeah. going to do that, dude. He ain't about that business. He, he's very chilled. He's very mature. He's handling this very well, close to the vest. So, you know, just chill out, ride it out. He's going to Houston, I think, for the Ole Miss uh, the last weekend in October, which makes me think of the Ole Miss game here at Auburn and then you know signing day is 10 days after that he'll have his decision sometime before that and uh until then man that that's that's kind of what everybody's telling me behind the scenes is just be patient you know a lot of time to go uh, another visit to go so uh, just just ride it out be patient and um holla back in no, november
0: and of course we saw those pictures of uh trey donaldson and him um uh, in at Auburn on their visit, that was pretty cool. Trey was yeah. Trey was shooting. Trey was I think Trey shot those pictures out to every uh media member he could. Yeah, he um, did. <laughs> getting him to uh, but you know, hey, good good relationship. They need that. Trey's Trey. I think Trey Trey's got the personality to maybe uh, make that happen. All right. Well, uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, again, if you're uh, if you're finding us on apple google spotify we're auburnlive.com make sure you go subscribe to auburnlive.com follow jeffrey and cole myself we're on twitter we're all over the place and uh we will uh we'll see how it goes auburn and arkansas we'll see you next time bye
1: step into the world of power loyalty